0: are you a leader? Either you are currently a leader in an organization or you're striving to be one. I'm not sponsored by the military for this episode, but today we are fortunate to have Staff Sergeant Chun, who is a military recruiter, to discuss his perspective in joining the military as a young Korean immigrant and progressing through the ranks and becoming a non-commissioned officer. We're here today with Staff Sergeant Chun. He is currently a recruiter here in Washington State and uh, yeah we'll we'll get right to it um, we don't want to waste anyone's time but yes yeah, Chun, go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone
1: hey what's going on people <laughs> well, my name is Staff Sergeant Chun and I'm Korean and I'm, uh, I joined as a military police so I'm just doing a detail recruiting for three years here in Tacoma Washington State
0: so Actually, on you were one of my squad leaders for a little right, bit right, way right. back when, <laughs> uh, until until I transitioned over to uh, basic training land. And then now we're sitting here across each other um, after, what, a year so far. Yeah. Um, so I think this is just a phenomenal opportunity to just tap into your brain a little bit. Yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself for a little bit, uh, like where you came from or where you grew up specifically leading up to you deciding to join the army as an immigrant.
1: Okay, Um. so just a little bit of myself, um, I was born and raised in South Korea and then all my family moved to California when I was 14 mm. and then obviously when I first moved to the United States, I couldn't speak English at all and now I can kind of speak, you know um, But the reason why I joined the United States Army was I saw the benefit and then, uh, you know, getting experience because I want to do a police officer uh, Back in 2013 when I first joined, uh, California was going through, you know, bankrupt, you know, a lot of, you know, financial issue and then uh 22 years old ryan thought about okay <laughs> i'm korean my english is not perfect you know studying the same thing with my peers is not gonna i'm not standing out you know yeah and why would they choose me and you know, people you know working the same thing or you know, studying the same thing and then i met my recruiter uh over there in brea and he was also mm. korean i just okay yeah he was a recruiter too so he talked to me about the whole benefit of the army and um, job experience, I mean job opportunity and stuff like that. And he introduced me to an MP, which is I, I was going to be a law uh, police officer, LAPD. So uh, I thought, you know, wow, why should I join? I mean, I, I just got to join the army with the military police job and get that experience and get out and then apply for any police department. I made a decision to do 20 years. And still, I'll be thirty, uh, for, uh, forty-three. Yeah. After twenty years, or so how was
0: it like, um, out of California? Like, how is it even common there for people to join the military? Or Was it frowned upon? You know,
1: uh, it's more common in California. There's a lot of immigrants with mm. the green card, so they want they want to get the citizenship. Mm. So it's pretty popular. And then back then they had a mad program. They didn't. They didn't have to have a green card or citizenship, but they still can join and get the citizenship. That was not popular. But nowadays we don't have a matching program, you know, available. Unfortunately, I was reading the newspaper. This Russian officer in the United States Army, he was actually a spy from actual, Ru- actually from Russia.
0: Okay, so this program you're talking about is it's for these Mavni, for the yeah. for these people who don't have a green card or yes. permanent residency. Nothing. Just yeah. Yeah. Like illegals, you're saying.
1: I mean, legally, I mean, they, they have, they have, they had a visa. Oh, so at one join. point. Yeah. They could, they can join. Yeah. And get the, uh, the, the, citizenship issue get fixed, you know, by the United States. Oh. Cause they're getting a citizenship. But now that's, what we call mapping program. but there's no mapping program at all.
0: Okay. So that's the one going straight to the army and getting, um, your, U.S. citizenship mm-hmm. bypassing the permanent residency or the green card. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Okay. So yeah. Um, go ahead and talk about. A little bit about your growing up in the army as as a as an immigrant or as a minority as a Korean uh, coming from Korea I I grew up in the Philippines for a little bit and then uh, moved to Hawaii and I had my own struggles you know of of moving from from Hawaii all the way to New York to West Point and um, yeah I've I've been called names and whatnot but how did how did Ryan Chun I'm from California a different walk of life and then thrown in this melting pot in the army and make it you know here as a recruiter
1: I mean there's so many races in the United States. like I don't know I, English was my you know hardest I, I don't know how to say it but English was my struggle hmm. you know still you know English saying English and learning English is still you know um, it's hard but um I don't know how to say it but I, I mean, I'm studying every day, you know, learning is there going to college, you know, to, to try to learn English. So try to overcome the whole this obstacle. But
0: yeah. Going up the ranks in the military from a specialist and then becoming an NCO, what would you say was your biggest Challenge, I guess, you know, there's a stigma, right? Oh, he's Asian. He's timid He doesn't he lacks confidence and he or she's only good at math, you know, those typical, you know, yeah yeah, um, What would you say kind of helped you get out of that fear or um, that perspective?
1: Um, so for me, um Yeah, I was a little scared Mm -hmm. To get promoted to E5 because obviously specialist, you just gotta take care of yourself But once you become an NCO you know, there's a soldier under you, right? You have to take care you have to have to take care of your subordinates. But my I think my strength is their physical physical readiness. You know, I, I never miss three hundred. <laughs> I'm pretty good at shooting, so yeah. that's where I'm getting confidence from. You know, mm-hmm. I can lead soldier physically, you know, but everything comes, you know, naturally. You gotta respect them. Yeah. You know, even though your English is, you know, not hundred percent, you know, perfect. But once they show your uh, soldier that you genuinely take care of them, they will respect you I and mean, it'll come naturally. And then at the same time, you have to be physically fit to show them, okay, you got to lead away. NCO, that's what we do. Right. And lead by, you know, example.
0: So less more, less, less of, I guess, your sex, race, gender, orientation, or whatever, skin color, where origin, national origin, wherever you came from, right? But more on merit and you're saying more of saying your physical fitness um obviously you worked on your English a lot more mm-hmm. um and then mm-hmm. shooting you said shooting
1: I mean yeah weapons. did you shoot before joining the military no I never I never shot <laughs> <military anymore. laughs> how did you get better I don't know I was just I guess I was just good at it. are you an expert yeah
0: <laughs> I've never shot a rifle yeah. or a weapon in my yeah, life too talking. until joining the army but how, how did you get better I have no idea. I just... Natural, God-given talent. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Just focus on <laughs> the fundamental. It's yeah. like what uh, Sarn taught me. I yeah. always
0: remember. So just talking about merit, man, I think I think that... I, I can also relate, right? Because I, I grew up in... Um, I grew up in this little... Not so little anymore, I guess. It's Kalihi uh, in Honolulu. And um, a lot of us, um, we, we think... Or even just the public you know they, they think of the name Kalihi I don't know if you can relate to some your like your neighborhood growing up you know if you hear the word Kali it's like oh yeah um, people get shot up their houses get robbed their cars get stolen you know there's that stigma um, but you can't let your circumstances define your potential right like your merit you have to obviously um, gain that merit and work on yourself as you grow up right And you can't Let those circumstances, oh, okay, because I grew up in this neighborhood, then I I can't do this. I can't become a great leader. I can't join the army. How am I going to stand in front of soldiers and lead them to battle? And it's so much more than that. And it's more on merit and you putting your mindset to it. What do you think about mindset growing up in the army? Because obviously it's really tough. I mean, even right now, you can talk a little bit about like the differences, right? But in the military, right, waking up in the morning, how do you get through it? And what's the biggest thing that you could take away from being in the military and you can't get anywhere else, you know?
1: Like I said, I love the army. i never take anything, you know, it's a part, you know, part, you know, to do this. Cause I love the army and I, I, I like to do it. So I don't think. Do
0: you have to love the army before you join the army? You don't have to you don't have to. And what's like the requirement to join? anyway?
1: well, at least three years. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be at least 17 years old, you know. Yeah. And then between 17 to 30, 34. 30, uh, if you're 17, you need to get that fourth parental consent form, signed because you're underage. And 18 or over, then you just you know, sign the contract. Yeah. And then you have to have a high school diploma or GED. Hmm. And then, like I said earlier, you have to have a green card or you have to be U.S. citizen.
0: What do you think the youth might not want to join in the first place? You know, there's there's a research study, I forgot where it was, you can just Google it, but um, most people will not leave 35 mile radius within like their hometown or something like that. There's a certain mile radius they will not leave mm-hmm. out of their hometown and they want to stay at home. They can't leave anywhere else because obviously if you join the army, you're going to move.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think they don't want to get out of their comfort zone, like in general. Nowadays, you know, young people. And I wasn't like that when I was in Kelly, but you know, you know, time flies and it changes everything. Covid changed a lot of things too. You know, they get paid even though they didn't have to do anything. That's the reason why, you know, why am I joining you know, while you know, I'm getting the money from the government? You know, why am I putting myself into the hard situation? Yeah. But they're young, they're not thinking about their future. You know how much benefit they're gonna get but they don't they don't really think about that they're thinking they're concerning about right now
0: you bring up a good topic that is actually on my mind right now so is is the military an institution or a corporation what do you think i mean we are competitive we try the military tries to be competitive with corporate america and just the entire economy in terms of salary right we always constantly have to have that pay increase and president, former president Trump has been very consistent with that. Yeah. And he's pro military. So in the past couple of years or three years when he was in office, he actually increased our, our salary pretty high, yeah. like two, three percent or something like that. I don't it know the exact high. numbers, it but it, it was pretty high. high. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's given us the highest increase. But in terms of corporation institution, how do you think that plays in terms of the youth or potential recruits in joining the military?
1: I think it's because of you know all the pay, you know they're trying to get out of the situation. That's the most reason why you know, nowadays people trying to join. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not thinking about okay, they're not too patriotic to join the army. <laughs> too, too, I'm not, like, I'm
0: not patriotic enough.
1: You know. I mean, no, I mean like most people around like nowadays, that's yeah. the reality. And yeah. Back then, you know, a lot of people were patriotic and you know, they trying to join because they want to serve the country. But nowadays, they're looking for the benefits you know, I want to do this job, can I get the job? Otherwise I'm not doing it.
0: The reason why they want to join is um, they could, or part of it is for the job, right? For the pay. Mm-hmm. And then after the pay, where does the money go? To the family, right? Mm-hmm. I actually did uh, an interview um, of the company that I had just served with um, Basic Training Land. I asked, I think it was about 20, 20, 30 um, trainees, ask them why did they join? More than 50% of them, I would say 60, 70% of them said family actually is to join for their family, to provide for their family. I think the recruits are moving away from patriotism, more so family. I think that's also still a good reason, though, because at the end of the day, family is everything. Um, And we talk about, okay the the military is your second family or could be your only family, um, depending how you look at that. Um, Because obviously, the thing that's competitive in the military is we treat each other like our own, right? Um, some of the programs you have like EO sharp, you know, those are the biggest programs that we have that, that shows that we care about our, our family, our soldiers, our brothers and sisters in arms, you know, and you, I don't think you find that you can find that anywhere else. Right. Yeah, I don't think other companies in the civilian sector w- would have that. You know what I mean? Like I get it. We're expendable in the military, but in the civilian life, I'm not obviously not a civilian, but I can see that you're more expendable there. Right, we're less than 1% of the American population. Civilian sector is the 99%, All <laughs> right? right, 100 minus 1. <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, I think in that respect, um, being in the military um, has those benefits. Mm-hmm. What would be one thing you want to share with the future leaders of America. They don't have to be in the military right now. They could be sitting at home listening to this, this interview, this podcast and thinking about possibly joining, or they want to be a leader and the military obviously is a great platform. It doesn't have to be, oh, okay. Join the military.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, Just for me, you know, just sharing just a little bit of like myself, right? 2013, I grew up in a family with the grandmother was at the, the house, right? I didn't do anything because grandmother does everything, right? I mean, I didn't even know how to do the laundry because she takes it out, like she takes my clothes and they wash it and they just fold it together and put it and bring it back to my room, right? Just a simple thing like that, you know. I had to learn, you know. I wanted to learn, but I didn't know how to. But I joined the army. And just like simple thing, I learned that's that's the beginning of a leadership. You know, just learning and growing, right? As you adult, you know, I was 22. So army can definitely help you out to grow yourself. You know, and then I get, like you know, make you learn leadership. You know, they're gonna put you in the leadership position, and then you're gonna learn. That's a lot of the you know, just uh, civilian company looking for who have the leadership, right? mm-hmm. in, but that's not something you can buy from someone, you, know, you have to learn, you have to go through the situation and learn. So I think that's a huge benefit of being in the United States Army and at the same time, and then you're going to get your experience. Whatever the job you chose, you know, join us uh, and, and you're going to learn how to perform that duty um, mm-hmm. and then get the certification. And then if you decide to get out and you can use that experience and the certification and get hired easier than.
0: you can't learn how to lead sitting on a couch at home or on a video game right it's it's that realism right (laughs) Right. realism being out there in in the extreme weather hot and cold because you and i have both been there um and going through the emotional highs and lows of of life and then putting your life on the line there because anything could happen even in training right it's the uncertainty at the end of the day you have to be leading up front right. because you have, you're have you in charge with the duties of taking care of those of you of yours left and right. right. These are Americans, America's sons and daughters and right now you have the opportunity to, to recruit right. and um, give them this opportunity. I say it as, an opportunity for them i think in my in my point of view it's you giving them the opportunity hey let me help you right, get that exactly out get get that opportunity you know what i mean you want it then i'll provide you this avenue yeah. versus people thinking like oh that's that place is or coming to the recruiting station is gonna pull me away or it's gonna disadvantage give me a disadvantage in life no there's only positivity right. positive vibes yeah well i guess we'll close it out here yeah. saran chun thank you for this opportunity to just impart some of your knowledge and wisdom to future leaders and you know soldiers if they want to if you're around tacoma washington or western washington in general feel free to reach out to saran chun staff sergeant ryan chun he is also on instagram what's your instagram handle
1: that's the uh army recruiter, Staff Sergeant Chun. but i'll share it with you after
0: okay yeah yeah, so go ahead and check them out. If you have any questions in general, in just joining the military, uh, if it's even in your horizon, um, go ahead and DM him or check him out on Anytime.
1: there. Anytime. I already put someone in from Virginia, so it doesn't. You don't have to be around here,
0: yeah. so I
1: can virtually help them out. You know, even though they're not around here.
0: Wow. So, yeah. Wow. There you go.
1: <laughs> so I'm I'm helping one person out of Guam right now. They wow. reach me out, and then you know, matches everywhere. So I can help
0: them out. Well, wow, no excuses. There you go. Have a blessed holiday season, everyone. And uh, we're signing off. Thank you so much for tuning in in today's episode. Leadership experience comes in many different forms, and the military is just one of them. It is a phenomenal platform to obtain some leadership experience and bring into the civilian sector because the institution is none like other. is literally less than 1% of the population. I hope you were able to take away some information from this podcast and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.